Ray. My name is Luke. And hi, I'm Naya. And this is a special edition of Views from the Vision. So today we're going to be talking about the DNC and RNC and really just giving some general opinions on how we felt all of that went down. Yeah, so the DNC is the Democratic National Convention and the RNC is the Republican National Convention. And for the past two weeks, the first week, um, we had the Democratic National Convention where they gave their platform and the Republican National Convention was the week after that and they gave their platform. As an anarchist, I didn't really think that I would enjoy watching either. And that did turn out to be true, but I also didn't think I would really dislike both of them as much as I dislike them. Started off with the Democratic Convention, I guess it really started since that came first on night one. Um, really just the whole display of using women and people of color. Um, I felt like that was very performative to really start it off when, um, yeah, I just really felt like that was all a big show, honestly. Yeah, as a, both a woman and a person of color, I felt very pandered to. Um, kind of like, I don't know, like they were trying to get me to buy a movie ticket or something. Like I felt like they were advertising toward me. It just felt very, I don't know, it didn't, it didn't feel sincere, I guess, which was my problem. Yeah, exactly. Um, especially when they brought out all the women and the people of color, right? It, it reminded me, like, that's definitely been a very republic, like, that's definitely been a thing that Trump has done as well, like, bring out black men normally, especially, to speak about how much um, they like him or how much he's done for the black community. And so I really felt like they were just doing the same thing, especially, like, on night one, you know, like, that's when everyone, like, that's when I, I definitely guess there'd be the most views and viewership. And so it just felt like a, you know, too much to be, like it was obviously planned. It's not like it was some coincidence. And you just knew that it was performative because like if none of this had happened, right? Like if um, the death of George Floyd and Jacob Blake and just the whole BLM movement really like gaining so much popularity right now, if none of that had happened, like, you knew they wouldn't have brought them out. So, yeah, I do identify as a Democrat. I'm both um, economically and socially liberal. Um, but at the RNC, I felt that I noticed how they would end each of their speech, giving reverence to God, um, pandering. I really felt disrespected as a Christian. Um, I felt like they were pandering towards Christians. And they use they know that a lot of Christians are conservative. Um, so I feel like they use the Democrat not including um, under God and a few of the caucuses, not even the nationally published parts of the convention. Um, I feel like they use that towards their advantage in trying to say that, oh, the Democrats are just these ungodly, sinful people. And I just, I really did not like that at all because I felt like, especially with our country being so prominent on freedom of religion, um, I just felt that was very, weird for lack of better words yeah exactly you know they were obviously straw manning the issue itself too they were changing um really a respect for religious freedom to a whole different issue basically of um accusing democrats of being godless basically and that was completely two different things like um yeah every every speech they def yeah i definitely noticed they mentioned god and that felt, yeah, I felt like that was just very hypocritical 
honestly, because if like if you really do believe in God and and follow the Christian ideal of you know loving thy neighbor, then like you should respect them enough to allow them to believe what they want to. Like even if you attempt or attempting to convert them, then you should still respect them and allow them to hold their own beliefs. So I thought that was really hypocritical. And honestly, a lot of it was obviously performative as well. And yeah, it really just, again, felt like another, just more pandering. It was. I noticed that a lot. Um, I noticed that the Democrats pandered a lot and the Republican convention used fear-mongering and propaganda a lot. Um, I heard, I saw on the news that in Trump's speech alone, he made 21, over 20, I think it was 21 false or misleading claims in his speech alone. So, and I know people aren't gonna fact check. So that really scares me. It actually does like actually put fear in me because I know that so many people are believing these false claims. Um, yeah, that's just, I don't know it does not put me at ease at all. I feel like this election is very unfair. Yeah, um, and on the same note, um, if you actually look at the statistics, uh, uh, like 70% of Democrats actually identify as Christians. And then um, I saw where like a similar poll asked like uh, all the Democratic Congress people, basically like if they thought that um, the country was moving away from God and the majority of them said yes. Then they asked them like the follow-up question, obviously they asked this to both parties, but even the Democrats, they were like, do you feel this is a good or a bad thing? And the majority of them said it was a bad thing. And it was like maybe like 50 or 60, or it was like maybe like 55 or 65%. The Republicans was like 90 or like 95. But it still shows that like America is predominantly Christian and like so is the Democratic Party as well. Like trying to paint them as godless is just like another fear-mongering tactic that like, you know, if, if a Democrat wins, then the whole nation is just going to be godless and riots are going to take over the entire country and we're all going to be dead and jobless within like two months. And on that same note, it also is just a little, I've never really understood the point of saying God bless America, because I don't know if that's like a request or a demand. Like, I don't really understand what that means. Like if you're asking God to bless America, that seems a little um, unnecessary when we are like one of the most economically standing and like free or quote unquote, you know, countries in the world. And there are places that are like a lot more authoritarian, I guess. And so I think that's a little hypocritical. Like why should he help us when there are um, so many people less than us? And then on the same note, it just seems like a little arrogant, I guess, to ask God to, to bless our nation in response to other nations when, you know, I don't really think he respects um, borders and I think he respects, he would respect the human condition in itself and not, you know, made up countries basically. Yeah, I feel like honestly, we should be much more worried about the well-being of less fortunate countries. Um, I feel like because our government is so, I feel like a lot of Americans feel like being pro-America is being anti-everywhere else. And we fail to realize that at the end of the day, we are all people and we all have needs, both, both physical, mental, whatever it may be. Um, and I honestly think that we forget that a lot and we feel like we have to be more loyal to our country than we have to be to the human race, period. And I honestly feel like that in itself is very anti-Christian. Um, I definitely agree. And then really, um... On that same note, I just noticed that religion, especially like that definitely felt like a big issue. 
um, at the RNC, especially when, you know, they tried to paint the Democrats as godless. And I really noticed that, like, obviously race was definitely one of the main issues discussed. Um, it, obviously, both conventions spoke very, very heavily about race and racial justice. And I definitely noticed that Trump made a lot of very misleading claims about helping the black community specifically um it like especially about black unemployment rates and hispanic employment rates as well um but it just seemed it was just a little misleading when those trends were already um when he inherited the trends of um getting a better unemployment rate from obama and so i thought that was a little hypocritical to tout that as basically as his and his accomplishment alone it definitely was. I hate that so many people believe that Trump just came in and magically fixed the economy and the unemployment rate. When if you look at trends, the unemployment rate began to go down in, I think, 2011. So it just, I don't know. I feel like America would be a lot better off if people would do their research and if people would look more into topics, look further past, look further than um, just what they see on the news, very biased news sources at that. Yes, yeah, for sure. And then as well, uh, I know you mentioned fear mongering earlier, and that was definitely big when you're speaking about race, basically saying that we were going to have like a liberal dystopia if Joe Biden wins. But I really didn't understand the message because um, Trump has spoken very much about how basically he has done a lot for the black community. And basically said that Joe Biden is racist, right? And that Joe Biden has done terrible things for the black community, you know, and which actually, I mean, I actually do agree with that point, but it also seems a little hypocritical when, yes, that basically they say that, um, that if he gets in office, it's going to be a liberal dystopia and that they're like, um, you know, they're Marxist and anarchist when that's really not representative because I'm confused, like is in Trump's eyes, is Joe Biden going to get in? Like, is he really a secret racist who hates the black community or is he going to get in and create a liberal dystopia that's going to be the opposition of that of everything republicans stand for so i'm really missing the. i don't know if i'm just missing the message but that definitely seems like a lot of hypocrisy for me yeah i was speaking to someone and i was saying if i heard if i had a dollar for every time i heard um the radical democrats at the rnc it was just gonna make me super rich because they use that so much and joe they they were like joe biden wants to tear down the wall and Joe Biden wants to defund the police when he has never said any of these things. So I'm like, I just, it was very frustrating because I'm like, what are you talking about? And like I said, people are gonna fact check and people are just gonna internalize these things and they're gonna be afraid of something that's not even true. So, yeah. Exactly, they're just gonna accept that as facts and not even, not even question it. You know, and that that just made that honestly made me sad just watching. But what you said really about how they kept referring to them as the radical Democrats just confirmed to me about how limited the political spectrum is within the US, you know. That they were just speaking when Democrats are not even like leftists on like a global scale, right? When I mean speak I mean the majority of Democrats are strong capitalists and very centrist. And so it just seemed a, a little odd to me i mean not even it is odd in itself but i guess it's not surprising though that they called them radical and it just really just shows how even like the slightest bit of change how they're so opposed to any progress i guess 
Yeah, just to keep it unbiased though, um, the Democrats did um, make a lot of attacks at Trump. They had a lot of Republicans denouncing Trump actually. Um, so I feel like on both sides, there should have been more talk about their actual policies and less talk about how horrible each other candidate was. Yeah, I noticed that as well when they brought on um, some like Republican congressmen, right? That like were refusing to support him and maybe um, John, John Kasich, is that how you pronounce it? Um, he was a Republican candidate. I don't, I don't know if you saw him, but he's a really old white guy, obviously. But he was a Republican <laughs> candidate for the presidency this year. And um, he spoke, obviously, like he, like they had a video of him, I think. And I noticed that too, especially that a lot of it was not focused on policy. And I think there were two reasons for that. And I think it's because both Joe Biden and Donald Trump have very bad histories considering their policy. So if they spoke on that, that wouldn't really help them, right? They wouldn't have much to speak about unless they just outright lied. And so their best goal, like their best tactic basically was to talk about how bad the other side Sorry. is. The only real policy I heard from the RNC was school choice. Um, that policy in itself really confuses me because I feel like honestly, a much better solution would be to fund public schools more adequate, adequately. Um, I don't think that the solution is giving students opportunities to go to pr private schools because like, especially in rural places in the South and in the Midwest, places like that, we don't really have access to many private schools. I know there are maybe two private schools within 30 minutes of me and just doing that would probably overcrowd the private school and the kids who don't have access to those schools will still be very much um, underrepresented. Yeah, exactly. I noticed that education was definitely a big issue as well. And I do agree with you that it just does seem a little funny, I guess, when the really the only people who can afford private schools are normally wealthier people. In Mississippi, for instance, the, a lot of private schools are basically segregated and, you know, all white. And, um, since they started off as segregationist academies. And so that just, that just seems, you know, that just seems to fall in line, I guess, of my opinion of Republicans in general, not to generalize, but that does seem um, to definitely have racial uh, tints to it. And then I, I really did notice that uh, education was also a big topic for the Democratic Convention as well. You know, when they brought out Jill Biden, who I really hadn't seen much of at all, when she spoke about you uh, being an English professor and like, you know, getting through this pandemic together. And so I thought that was a good tactic to include his wife since Trump, I don't know, doesn't really have a lot to show for Melania, I guess. Yeah, um, a lot of a newer thing coming around in the Republican, I guess, party is liberal privilege. And they like to point out how most college professors are liberal, how most um, news sources are liberal and uh, things like that. And I find it interesting to say the least um, that most college professors are liberal. I didn't know that until they brought that up. Yeah, um, that is, I guess, like a stereotype, but a lot of the time, I feel like it also aligns with location as well. You know, mm -hmm. in, a lo in a mostly liberal area, obviously the colleges are gonna be have a lot of liberal teachers, you know, in a mostly conservative area, they'll have 
a lot of conservatives. So overall, I really just thought both conventions were uh, a lot of a show, honestly, that it was all, as we spoke before, very performative and that uh, a lot of it wasn't even genuine and that it was honestly hard to believe that some of the things that at the Republican convention that they actually believed what they said. And so honest, and again, like bringing out the black man, I don't remember his name, they, they brought out uh, a black man to talk about how Trump has done so much for the black community, obviously. And, you know, that's just, there's just so much performative, especially um, about black people. And so that, I, that, that was just honestly really distasteful in my opinion. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, the DNC, my main problem was feeling pandered to. I didn't feel like what they were saying was very sincere. So it makes it hard for me to think that their policies will actually pull through um, if Biden is elected. But I will say that the Republican National Convention was so misleading and a lot of the claims were so false that it actually made me angry, like actual anger overcame me because of just how crazy the entire convention was um so overall i'm not able to vote yet um i'll be able to vote next year but i'm not able to vote this year um i would definitely still be voting for joe biden if i had the opportunity to vote um just because i feel like you know using the transportation analogy it gets me closer to where i want to see america than trump does Thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you all next time.